You're tuned in to Better Call Paul, a subcategorical offering of the General Concerns podcast from johnjgoddard.com. Here you will enjoy a voyeuristic cross-section of telephone conversations with my dear friend Paul Hyatt of Paul's Mashup channel on YouTube. Whether you're cooking dinner, rebuilding a carburetor, or doodling penises in a composition book, I'm certain that having us yammering in the background will be an enhancement. And now, I had better call Paul. Hello? Ray Parker Jr., said this of working with Barry White. I started doing record dates with arranger Gene Page, and Gene had invited me to one of Barry White's recording sessions, and there was Barry White. He would turn the music speakers <laughs> he would turn the music speakers way up loud, and I could hear it out in the hallway. I said, "Boy, I wanted to be in this band. The stuff sounded great, but I didn't know what to do. I was still just a kid from Detroit. I was standing next to the tape machine, and I got an idea for a guitar part that would fit nicely for his song. At the time, I was a bit wild and crazy, so I hit stop on the tape machine while the music was playing loud, and everything came to a halt. Then Barry White said, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and he looked at me like he was going to kill me. Then I told, then I told Barry... I had a great idea for a song, and before he decided to sit on me or kill me, he said, well, well get the fuck out there and play it. So I, I plugged into somebody's amp and started playing the line, and he liked it. I started to say something. He said, shut up, keep playing it. <laughs> so the next time I'm in Barry White's ear, he's not paying me any attention. I was at another of his sessions, and Barry was walking around outside for lunch. <laughs> I, pushed him into, I pushed him into my Mercedes, which was a two-seater, and Barry cut his hands on the window. I forgot that my car, my car was a little small for him. The next thing, I start to play my song for him. He says, what are you doing? Nobody gets a song on a Barry White album except for Barry White, period. <laughs> Even the people that work for me and write for me, they don't get a song on a Barry White album. They get songs on other albums, but not on a Barry White album. <laughs> Later on, I did get a cut on, on Love Unlimited Orchestra, and it took a lot of work, but I finally did the impossible. I got a cut on a Barry White album with him singing on it it was called you see the trouble with me i played him the song and he wrote the lyrics to it and it ended up selling seven or eight million copies it wasn't a hit in america but it was a huge hit everywhere else and it's on all his greatest hits albums <laughs> so there's my my testament to uh to the power of pers perseverance <laughs> that's just another very white story baby just, i know uh, there's there's so many so what's going, uh, what's going on with you? <laughs> I just made my day. <laughs> Can you picture Barry White? You know, he kind of looks like, what are those dogs that Oprah has, has or whatever? She used to bring them on her show. Pugs? The only reason I know this is because I worked in a group home, and this guy watched Oprah. So he's brought her goddamn dogs on, on the show. Anyway, they look like little tiny Barry Whites. Um, pugs? Not a lot to opt to. Is it a no, pug? Are you sure it's not a pug? 
no, he's not a pug. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anybody you know, look up God Oprah's dog and put it on a really giant body, put the head on there, and you got Barry White. <laughs> he, Does that mean? I mean, I love the guy. I just, um, no, I mean, we all look like something. Oh, we? yeah, yeah. I don't think that's me. I mean, you're not speaking ill of the dead here. <laughs> so I was watching the video that Yowie made. Um, I'm sure you've seen it. The reason your house is haunted can be found on this microfish or whatever. Oh, uh, uh, the one from Lo-Fi Cherokee when they were playing. Yeah, yeah. Well, one thing. of those guys kind of looks like your stunt double. Um, Weird. Uh, um, probably, I think you're talking about Chris, probably, the guitar player. Well, they're both guitar uh, players. Yeah, the the taller one. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. The one I was staring at lovingly. It was uh, like you. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, Chris left the band, actually. He's uh, just doing, like, I don't know if he's even performing right now, but I think he is doing... He's probably going to do Barry White uh, tribute. <laughs> he should. I, he, he is possibly listening to this. And, um, <laughs> I love that band, man. It's great. He, I, 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 it gave me a headache contemplating how long it would take me to somehow memorize all of the little math computations to play that it took them five years it took them five years to do this last album and i'm I'm way too lazy for that and it destroyed a man (laughs) i think it just it destroyed all of them but uh, i mean uh they yeah they well hey man shoot high you know aspire to greatness exactly exactly yeah but but chris is chris is basically like at this point i think he said no more bands I mean, he's been, you know, he's been doing the do for, for quite a while now. And I, yeah, yeah. having that be the band that you're, you know, as you're, oh. age, as you're getting Oof. older and like. Yeah, that's the band for when you're 25, not for when you're an old sack and uh, grand. Or maybe even, like, maybe even 18. My God, <laughs> <laughs> 25 might be a little old. 25 yeah. might be a little old for that, you know. Yeah, getting getting a little soft at that age. Yeah. Oh. No, I, I like that, though. That's cool. Um, they, do you know, I'm sure you've heard Battles. They kind oh, of yeah. sound like a, like, a, like a more user-friendly version of Yowie. Yeah, they're a very cyclical, uh, loop-based um, yeah. outfit. Yeah. Aren't they, wait, aren't they... Um, Aren't they're not based? No, they're based in Chicago, I think. Aren't they? I don't know. Yeah, well, I just uh, I used to work with was into them, and I kind of rediscovered them recently. Having fun listening to some of that stuff. It's all good. Um, so, speaking of Oprah Winfrey, uh, Oprah. <laughs> I, I, it's funny. I was thinking of her before I called you, and and there Ooh. you go, mentioning Oprah Winfrey and. I'm psychic. Um, Oprah Winfrey says, um, what is it? Here, I've got it pulled up. I still have my feet on the ground. I just wear better shoes. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's a billionaire. She can say something and people will print it. Where there is no struggle, there is no strength. Mm, yeah. 
surround yourself. Is this from a calendar or something? I'm I'm on Brainy Quote actually. I oh. was I was looking for inspiration earlier. <laughs> Pulled up <laughs> Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> you become like just absolutely <laughs> mentally ill in your level of obsession with all things Oprah. <laughs> but, you start dressing like her, you know, try, I mean, I don't know, somehow try to style your hair. Drive just, up to Chicago. <laughs> drive. Yeah, drive there, get random people to sit in an audience while you yell at some guy for doing something wrong. I don't know. You know, just... Uh, yeah, I could I could give away things on the street. Like, we, yeah. we guess what? You, you just won a pack of hot dogs. We've got so, pumpkins. Yes, I'm old enough to remember. I think was I in high school. I mean, this is like a long time ago when she was kind of like a Jerry Springer type. I mean, her show was. You know, you get some toothless dummy up who's not doing right by his woman up there and yell at him and have all the people in the audience yell at him and he gets mad and storms off. I mean, that was kind of her thing. It was where she, like, people invited... Forget that. She invited people to have their battles publicly. Yeah, and bring the conflicts them. and, yeah. you know, just sort of the the, the uh, hockey fight um, formula for that yeah. which works you, know, you only have an hour you got to keep people interested uh, come you on bring out the villain and then the victim and then you scream at him yeah you know it's, you keep it's pretty. You, you keep name dropping like all these all these people that i've been thinking of for the last week because <laughs> I'm, I'm, that's why you better call paul <laughs> that's why i better call paul I'm serious. Like Jerry Springer, like every time I walk out the door, I'm kind of half in and half out of a Jerry Springer show uh, episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I forget where you are. That's an, uh, I, I spent very little time. I had a, a friend that I uh, used to work with and played music with for a while who, who lived there. And I, I went out, I don't know, maybe half a dozen times and got a little... Taste. It's like a strange freeway looming over a hick town mixed with a suburb, um, mixed with an old town or something. Like yeah, mixed with a, a salty old 1700s river settlement. Wow. And, See, I, I never saw that part. Well, that's that would be like Main Street, the historic area. I mean, it's... It's it hits a lot of bars and like it. I mean, anywhere from like five o'clock on, basically the whole place is just you know a lot of students and douchebags down there getting wasted, kind of. But then you know during the day it's it's really nice and you know there's some nice coffee shops and decent enough places to eat, but you know nothing super spectacular. But it's you know it's an enjoyable place to to spend some time spend a sunny afternoon but this is you know we were talking last last time about um how it's going to be summer in about five minutes here and um (laughs) that's the water is already starting to take on um an aroma when it comes when it comes out of the tap (laughs) it's like the algae is blooming or something in the river or there's a, you know, a catfish has clogged something up, you know, like a 400-pound catfish or something. But uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what we would do if we were forced to live anywhere that had real weather because 
you know how, well, I guess Portland is a little harsher than, I mean, Seattle is very temperate, and the islands are even more temperate. But it's chilly. We've talked about this before, and the weather's not that interesting, but it's just, it's, it doesn't get that cold, and it doesn't get, it stays right in the middle most of the year, and... Yeah, I mean, oh, we can I have we my, can we can have this conversation every time I call you. That's you know, <laughs> my dad when he was you know we would talk about the weather and what he'd had for breakfast, his favorite breakfast, his favorite recent breakfast. Uh-huh. That was our thing. That was a midwestern thing. You know? uh-huh. <laughs> but anyway, if we had to go back to St. Louis in the summertime, I my family wouldn't leave the most violent air conditioning. They would they would they would pass no. out. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would too. Probably, I'm just not used to that. Yeah. I don't know how you people do it. Getting aside, anyway. aside from the whole Jerry Springer thing going on outside the house, which there was, there was a couple days last week where it's, it's a neighbor thing. We have some unruly oh. neighbors, and they, oh no, they oh, like, no. they like to confront people about <sighs> things that things that didn't happen because they think everybody's out to get them. Oh um, no, are they tweakers? No, they're not tweakers. They're they're not they're they're not bad people. It's just they they kind of uh, they kind of don't really fit in the neighborhood because they have you know just they're I don't know this well a lot of people I don't really fit into this neighborhood because it's a lot of older people who just want quiet uniformity oh, okay. and it's like I get that and you know I don't blast metal out in the garage anymore <laughs> but <laughs> you know it's just there was there there have been a couple of confrontations around here and like for there were a couple of days there where i was like i didn't i didn't even leave the house until like three in the morning until i knew that the entire neighborhood was asleep and, you know, oh no yeah. oh. but that has uh. that has passed uh i think <laughs> you know you could probably cure the whole the sickness on the block with a big pot of gumbo or something. Uh, hey, man. <laughs> Everybody's upset. I'm going to build a and fire. Build a fire yeah. out in the Do middle of the cul-de-sac. Caveman <laughs> cooking things and make everybody come out and eat a bowl of gruel. Wear a ridiculous... Yeah. It dress up like Oprah, actually. <laughs> <laughs> a caveman Oprah. Right. <laughs> with your little dog, Barry White. Not bathe yeah. for, like, four days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that goes without saying. That's always a, your body funk is a peace offering. Yeah. You know, I, I'm exposing my true smell to you. And anyway, get a, yeah, I mean, get a washboard or, or a, a Jew's harp or something. <laughs> well, is it is are there factions pitted against each other, or is it just sort of a general? Yeah, it's kind uh, of the hypersensitivity. I would say the factions are this this one household and the rest of the na- the neighborhood at, at this point. Oh no. <laughs> um, uh. Yeah, probably the less said about it, the better. I mean, you know, I I see both sides of it because I don't think you know people should really have to adjust their lifestyle too much if they move into an area but then at the same time it's like i also feel like well i have moved into this area and there is a pre-existing condition 
that, you know, there's something that these people are used to and they all kind of unanimously agree that this is what this neighborhood is like. And, you know, anything outside of these boundaries is is horseshit and you know it's it's unfortunate because it's like you know nobody should have to have to squelch themselves and turn themselves down but you know at the same time i can see the other neighbor's perspective to a degree no you know nobody in here there's no bad people there's no shootings yet or anything like that or you know (laughs) we'll get there oh my god speaking of shootings did you say I got to the girl. I went up to the uh, to Aldi uh, last Thursday, and as I'm I'm cruising up there on the boulevard, and these two cop cars go zooming past me, and one of them went straight forward ahead of me, and the other one got onto the highway and then got off onto the next exit, and I'm like, oh, I wonder what the hell that that's all about. So I pull in and I get into Aldi and I go up to the door at Aldi and there's like a couple of people standing outside, but, you know, just like milling around. But there's a fire truck parked next door. And then I go up to the door to Aldi and it's it's locked. And one of the guys goes, yeah, um, there was there was a shooting and um, they're not they're not letting anybody in or out of Aldi. And. uh yeah, so I I stood there for a while, and then, you know, like 25 more cop cars showed up. But um, so this fire truck was there, apparently, because some old gal had fallen down in the store next door. And so they were already there, and I guess that's why there was like a speedy, you know, reaction time as far as the, the police showing up. But, uh, yeah, so some there, there were these dudes walking across the parking lot, apparently, and this happened like literally two minutes before i arrived uh these three dudes walking across the parking lot and then a white van comes out of nowhere zooms up and some guys start they start pouring bullets at them one of the guys gets hit in the arm and then uh the rest of the the rest of the bullets like hit some other cars but thankfully like you know there was nobody in the cars or the but i i turn and i look because they were the guy that i was talking to was pointing out to me where it was happening and i turn and i look and there's three parking spaces away is the car with all of its windows shot out if i had gotten there like three minutes earlier and pulled into that same parking place I would have been in the Malay. And it's funny because like just that morning I was I was ruminating over, you know, God, all the goddamn guns, you know, everybody's got to have a gun. Everybody's shooting everybody and all this shit. And it's got to stop. And I'm like just wondering, like, how long is it going to be before I'm in some ridiculously close call? Well, as it turns out, it happened. It happened that evening. That's crazy. Yeah, totally. You better start pondering more uh, positive things and bring them your way. But yeah, that's. Well, I mean, given where you've lived, the odds are odds are eventually that would happen. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, that that kind of shit. It doesn't doesn't really happen around here. Yeah, no, I know you're out um, of it now. You used to be in the kind of in the second. Right, minute. right. There was like a five minute gun battle in the alleyway behind the Jefferson House. Everybody lay on the floor. It wasn't even in the news. Yeah. Bam, bam, 
crazy. Well, that was that was sort of commonplace, you know. Yeah. Now it's just you know everybody goes back to sleep a few minutes later and. <laughs> it's crazy. It's so crazy what you can get used to when you live in a inner city area that you know is incredible in many ways, but also you know you, you could get you could get killed or robbed at pretty much at any time. So there was a there was a shooting at Bush Stadium um, last what? last week. Yeah, it was some argument. I guess it was last week or maybe about nine, ten days ago. Um, I mean, we, yeah, we do, we do live in the murder capital of the United States, basically, or whatever the most dangerous city, whatever, whatever the meme going around is. But um, yeah, this some guy. It was like the rooftop bar at Bush Stadium or something, and one guy was in a in a pre-existing argument they, they had a pre-existing condition um but he pulled a gun and he shot at this guy and i think that guy survived maybe but somebody else got hit and died or i can't remember which one died it's like ah, another shooting somebody died you know there's another place what happened to a good old-fashioned fist fight i don't i mean not I don't, that that's uh, a good answer but i just don't yeah, can't or, comprehend. or talking. Well, or or not fighting and talking. Yeah, it's a sad and beautiful world. Well, I could be wrong, but I think strangely that, given sort of what's circulating in the media over the last few years, uh, I think homicides have. Or like a thirty-year low. Could be wrong. I'm not a statistician, but in the United crime, States, yeah, crime in general uh, has got is way better than it was twenty years ago. Okay, um, but I don't know if it's just uh, uh, you know the the fact is you hear everything instantaneously when it happens. Therefore, it kind of traumatizes everybody. Maybe I don't know. I mean, when I was a little kid, you didn't know what happened, you know, 50 miles away. We had the local news, and they talked about what happened in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and that was it. I mean, if you wanted to watch the national news, you could, but yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's, If you wanted to leave your family and go start a new life in the next town over, you never... <laughs> you didn't have to drive very far. No, you yeah. didn't have to drive very far. No one would ever hear of you again in this life. <laughs> I can't remember who said that, but yeah, it wasn't that long no, ago. It's true. It's true. <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, he'll never be found. <laughs> it turns yeah, out he's you, twenty minutes away. <laughs> it, it, it's a it's a tedious and you know kind of negative topic, but social media, you know, you just oh, I'm any glad you bring it up. stupid flap that happens, you know, can just blow up into just preposterous proportions given what really happened um, in a half a day you know and it's just i'm glad you brought up know. social media because we're trying to grow up with that stuff and it's weird i've i've had an epiphany regarding well i mean you know what you're talking about you're talking about the uh the monetization of you know outrage and you know oh yeah everyday everyday happenings it's like you know whereas before it was like i think this all started with reality tv when actors demanded to get paid and they all went on strike and that's when reality tv 
the producers are like, well, we can get a bunch of narcissists and have them sign waivers and get them drunk and have them beat each other up, and that's right. more entertaining than something anybody writes. Exactly. And then, you know, that turns into, then the internet comes along, and then you've got user-generated content, and, yep. you know, everybody's just, uh, everybody's walking and on, on the social media, and it's like... Maybe nothing's really happening, but, you know, people's, people are just, they're getting distracted by it. But, I mean, I had kind yeah, of an epiphany that, like, you know, I need to totally need to disengage and divest at, at some level. And, you know. Yeah, I mean, you're, it, it skews your, your brain. I, I got on Twitter about a year ago and, and just purposely went on there talk, not being like, you know, totally psychotically aggressive, but I would make snide little comments and try to get into fracases, and it was it was fun. It really was. You, people, you, you know... You enjoy you, that sort of thing. Fucking <laughs> idiot. I did, but it, it was interesting. There was, uh, for the most part, it was a complete waste of time. There was one yeah. person that I actually, actually had got to change his or her mind about free speech, um, and then I realized, God... Did I, I'm not going to get that 15 minutes back. What am I doing? You know, right. I don't care. I just don't care. And then once you turn the switch off, you just—it's completely preposterous that anybody sits there arguing with a digital stranger. It's retarded. Yeah. But it's. Um, well, that's like why you but, know I'm I I am not having a comment section on my website. You know, I'm not opening my website up to be. A social media channel and I you know I barely you know even though I've only got at this moment there's like four posts up and I have like one visitor per week or whatever you know as you know assuming that, that things are going to grow as I continue putting content up it's like you know I barely yeah. right but I mean I barely have I, I, I'm putting so much time into producing content as it is and it's like it's hard to balance between maintaining the the logistics of of the website operation and all of that against actually using my creativity and producing content you know it's like i've got i've got videos in the can i've got audio in the can i have you know all of these articles and you know all of this stuff forthcoming and it's like and then i keep getting sucked back into the website tweaking but well, once you get once you kind of once you get all of the nuts and bolts up and running that'll yeah. i think that'll go away you need to have a way to interact with people you need to try to to do an end around on social media like have maybe no you know what i got a, a hidden comments or something or some way that you can interact with people but you, that it doesn't just turn into a shit show you know what yeah. i got i have i set up i set up a voicemail box oh cool yeah you, um, I'll, I'm gonna call and scream at you, you mother. I mean, I've got the number. I've got the number right here. I should actually, you know, people can. If you have any comments on anything Paul and I have been talking about, please uh, <laughs> give a call. And leave, I don't like that Paul guy. He's a rat. <laughs> leave your asinine thoughts and death threats <laughs> at topic let's for discussion. See. What's the what's the number here? Where where are we going here? 
scrolling scrolling oh here it is yeah um so if you if you have any thoughts you want to leave your your comments go ahead and give a call at 314-384-9139 you can leave a message 24 hours a day seven days a week and depending on how i feel i may or may not respond to it um, no, that's great. You have to have a way of playing them. Well, like, then I've like got. We should be able to listen to them now and 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 yell at these people or give them, well, you know, vocal hugs. Yeah. The other thing is, I have their number, and <laughs> the, the, and you know where they live. And the other thing is that you know, um, I I should remind anyone who plans on calling that um, by leaving a message on the comment line, you are consenting to to me broadcasting <laughs> podcasting your message on this this internet channel uh, as i see fit and editing <laughs> as i see fit to add or remove context as i see fit and make you sound like whatever i want oh you know who you need to you need to somehow come in contact with the people i was at my in-laws uh last weekend or weekend before last, and the TV was on, and there's a show. <laughs> I don't know what it's called, but like Squatch Killer or something. There are these knuckleheads. <laughs> I think they're in, perhaps in Texas, God, uh, somewhere. And it's like he he stole my chickens. I heard him hitting us out of my house. And then all these you know really vigilant looking men in camo with very expensive weapons show up. They don't want to find Sasquatch. They want to crease his skull with a high velocity round and drag his corpse back into the middle of town. Squatch killer. I about died laughing. They're gonna. I don't know if that's the name of it, but they're. It's a bunch of people hell bent on shooting something that doesn't. Apparently exist. I mean, Squatchman. You know, people have been in that region for a long time. Haven't seen any bones or any, you know. So it's it's great. There, there's another show where they just go out and these people get paid a lot of money. I assume it's been on for a while. I check in. Everyone. I, I admit. I watched the last ten minutes to listen to their um, rationalizations as to why they did not find a squatch. Humidity. Uh, you know, <laughs> but they sit out at night and they click sticks together and howl and yell and they they have these heat sensitive cameras and did you know that at night in the woods those cameras are going to pick up some signatures of live creatures that could be squatches or you know a chipmunk or a raccoon fresh it's fresh awesome. fresh fecal it's, matter you know yeah <laughs> oh hot cat hot cat that was a Barry White single I was on his first album but um no, I, I just <laughs> no. They don't want to find the bastard. We'll kill him. I like the shows where um, the guys in their in their early sixties are. Um, they get in. They get in cars and they drive around and and enjoy themselves. How many? There's. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm all for that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. Oh boy! That? Look at this, Jay. Ain't she a beaut? Let's let's take her around the block for a spin. Oh man, that, that engine sounds good. What was somebody? What was the, there was a fairly well-known internet early internet or not early? Not ten years ago, like. Gibby from the Butthole Surfers goes fishing with this guy, and then Tom Waits or whatever. 
Coffee with Jerry Seinfeld? No, that's different. I've seen a few of those. They're pretty good. Yeah, yeah it depends on who he's got. Have you seen anything? Uh, you have Netflix, don't you? Yeah, but I also have a girl that's going to be three years old. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's there's not a whole lot of TV viewing uh, going on. I mean, I don't. I got suckered again by the Internet. By some Uh-oh. some fifteen year old somewhere wrote a review of this new show. It was like this this Danish series. It just came out this month on Netflix. It's called The Rain, and you know whoever wrote the review, wherever this this young lady was. <laughs> She had to be 50. It's like, you know, when you read a review of a film by someone who has only seen 12 films in their lifetime, and they're like, this is the scariest fucking thing I've ever seen. Oh, my God. Oh, I shit my pants when I watched it. Oh, but yeah, it's the, and the review was like, oh, this is like, this series is excellent. It's so intense. And in the first five minutes, we're watching it in the first, and every dumb, annoying, unlikely thing <laughs> that happens in a cliffhanger <laughs> catastrophe movie happens in the first five minutes. And everybody does what, be- what they're not supposed to do. And and shit, they're kind of the, jealous the of this the person that hasn't that hasn't experienced all. It's new to them, and they're <laughs> they yeah. are having their mind blown by cliches. Yes. And you're like, oh, oh. you want to send them a link to a Hodorowsky film, you know? Oh god, <laughs> yeah. The Holy Mountain should be a whole podcast. We should uh, we should do a Skype dissection of well no we don't have to Boy, that would be uh, you, just, doing a, you just need to watch the holy mountain for yourself a, a Hodorowsky radio serial would be uh, mm-hmm. that would be something else how would you even go about that people used to make fun of B flat for making dozens and dozens of copies of the holy mountain and putting it in people's mailboxes I thought it was the greatest thing that he ever did uh, that was it was his evangelical work I, I think yes you know Yes, yes. Well, he, uh, when the, um, after 9-11, uh, there was a, or there was a, you know, Jefferson moment, a night of musical madness, and uh, later he showed up late, and, and then he, you know, everybody was, it was kind of in the air, and, and he said that all we needed to do was, get the right jam tapes and put them in a sack with a bunch of mushrooms <laughs> and airdrop them all over that, that region that were, you know, <laughs> Afghanistan, I guess. Uh-huh. And then there would be no more fighting. They would see the light. And I thought, well, that's a, that's a nice thought. <laughs> mushrooms. I mean, it couldn't, it couldn't hurt. A bunch of weird music and mushrooms. But yeah. Anyway. Is he still alive? I'm pretty sure. Um, mm. Yeah, I, th- I saw... They well, might be Merlin. You know, they could be... I don't know. I, you know, as far as I know, he is. But, like, the last time I saw Lori Ann was, I think mm-hmm. it was, like, two years ago. She was working at uh, Pop's Blue Moon at that place. And um, I think she confirmed... Um, his earthly existence is still B flat 
hiding. Yeah, yeah he's 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 still around, as far as I know. She's a sweetheart. Yeah, love her. Good peeps. Um, I think his real name is Daniel Hotz. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Danny. Um, I remember but, uh, people calling him Danny or something. Or no, who was telling? Oh. I can't remember the gal. I used to work with her out at that produce stand up in Webster Groves uh, at Rogers. And this gal I worked with knew him from way back. And yeah, he was in the seventies. He was some kind of magical pimp down in Gaslight Square or something like white suit, like a high roller, white yeah. suit wearing cane swinging motherfucker. You know, um, I'm pretty sure that when I came to St. Louis in 1982, I saw him like rolling out of a limo with people mm -hmm. down by Molly's. There's um, which is a strange place to get out of a limo, I guess. But does yeah. that place still exist? I wonder. Molly's? I don't believe so. Well, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't go to Soulard. I, yeah, it's, I don't go into the city very much. Not because that's I'm... An, that's another life time ago. Yeah, yeah. not because I'm afraid. It's just I'm so far away. But uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have to get back. <laughs> right, exactly. Which, you know, <clears throat> wouldn't really be a problem, but... Uh, yeah, it's just... Uh, that's like... That's probably like an hour and a half of driving and I, I can barely tolerate 10 minutes of driving it's tough on the island it takes me 7 minutes to get to work with no traffic 7 minutes? Mm -hmm. I go down through a valley looking at Mount Baker too. it's, it's brutal oh boy <laughs> I can't imagine <laughs> well nowadays I walk about 50 feet to the office so Good. I'm glad to hear that. Easy little stroll. But uh yeah. The cars, man. I you know, it's it's nice to have the freedom and I mean in a place like this where there's no public transportation to speak of, you almost have to have it to survive. But man, I I just always like I I like going on long trips and going out on the open road, but city driving and traffic and yeah, uh, and people. I, I, it's like you know, yeah, it's, it, it's like a, it's like people. It's like being in a room full of people with guns, except the, it's it's ca it's cars. Very heavy guns. Yeah. yeah, it's they're they're driving the bullet basically. No, we have a, a somewhat interesting take on that because of what I just said. Where we're in such a low density area that. Uh, when we go back to the real world or the mainland, you know, we call it the real world. It's it's so jarring. It, it's just you can tell that nobody else sees it, so you feel like some kind of like you're from another dimension. Like they don't notice how stressed out they are, and they don't notice that they came within a half a second of getting killed in traffic, and they just go, "Hey, what's that guy doing?" Whereas we're like, ah, you know, we're completely, yeah, you know having what I think is a more normal reaction, like, why are we doing this? Yeah. You know. Whereas they've been living in and, the war zone for, you know. Yeah. And I've been, in, I've been that. I've been that person, you know. I mean, obviously. Um, but, and then you get into town wherever you're going, and then if, God forbid, you want to go somewhere else, it takes forever, and you almost get killed again. And <laughs> I mean, we're probably... A little bit hypersensitive to it because it's such a difference you know it's like right from two to ten but i don't know it, 
it's not good. It's not good for humans. Yeah. I don't have an answer to to the problem, but I gotta I gotta come see your I gotta come see your island. Yeah, you would love it. You would love it. I know. It's it's incredible, but uh, it has its own issues. But we we really like it a lot. It's it's good for us right now. It's so. an island. It's got islanders on it. <laughs> Islands are always yeah. No, there's a lot of really <laughs> interesting. You there? Well, it looks like Paul's cut out. Uh, I guess the line went dead because he's on an island and the wind blew. Um, uh, you, cut out, you cut out for a second. Is that because you're on an island and, and something happened? Yeah, there was a, a jet fart. The um, Navy guys were over in Oak Harbor were really? flying by. Oh, my yeah. God. So, uh, you can hear them rumbling every once in a while. Yeah, I wondered what that was. It was like, that's got to be something on the island. But go, go. There's nuclear submarines around here, too, so maybe they sent a strange signal up into the stratosphere. I don't know. But you were, you're going to have to go back to Islanders, um, Islander Flaps. I think you were talking about that. I mean, I was I was mentioning how like any time you put a bunch of people on an island, you know, they they turn into. Oh some... no, there's. I mean, if people get into each other's. But we haven't been pulled into it, but we've. You know, it, it, it's a, it's small town. Right. It's, everybody right. kind of knows what's going on, and but but what I've noticed here, uh, is that. It seems like there's a much lower level of natural shit talking about people, but I think it's because people who've lived here for a while realize that what goes around comes around like yeah. really fast here, <laughs> and so it's interesting. It's almost like enforced niceness. Right. And, and you know, what I'm, I'm not saying it's fake. It's just you realize like hey, it's a small community, and people definitely uh, jump in and, and help out in a crisis and stuff. So it's. It, I've never had that. You know, I lived in a suburb, and then I lived in a big city. So, uh, But the gossip is different. They've kind of figured out that, you know, gossip is like spitting into the wind or something. Well, yeah, and you don't know who you're talking to. Like, if you start mouthing off about something, well, they might know the sister of the... Co- you know, it's just... Yeah. You just need to kind of stay... Stay positive, and, and that's not... That's a, that's a really good thing, you know. So can you imagine me um, in a in a in a tiny fishing village in Croatia? <laughs> I don't even know what to ago? think about a tiny. Yeah, I don't know. Like what? I don't know. That 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 must be the most tightly knit. They you know. uh, well, the one there was one place down way down south um, that I was in, and I stayed. I was there for about a week when I was um, potentially going to be opening a restaurant with these guys and they were rehabbing this building. And that's always the story. They're rehabbing a historical building and it never fucking opens. But in any case, like the people down there is like, I think I had like a 16 ounce glass of coffee and (laughs) the whole village was talking about my 16 ounces of coffee for like four days because they're like it's just unthinkable that anyone would drink that much coffee (laughs) oh they went crazy that crazy over your coffee oh no 
Well, it was like, you know, I, I, I made coffee and I put, I put all of it into this like giant, it was probably actually like more like a liter of coffee, which, you know, <laughs> granted that's a lot of coffee anywhere, but it was also Turkish coffee. And so oh. it was like ridiculously strong. And, but, um, yeah, they were, that was, that was an item for a couple of days. There was, uh, the the amount of co- and people were looking at me funny after that and um oh <laughs> uh, that one that sounds a bit repressive that and, one uh, drinks a lot of coffee <laughs> uh, no we're not that tight knit yeah but, I mean there's I don't know ten thousand people here maybe six I don't know people tell me different numbers and I don't believe them I mean there's multiple grade schools so there's yeah. got to be a fair amount of people here. They're all hidden up in the hills. You can't even see how, you don't even know, like there's, you know, Raccoon Pass. It looks like nothing. You drive up this little dirt road and there's like 50 houses hidden back in the trees. It's weird. So, but yeah, you have to come out and file a report. Do they, um, do you have like um, old timers who like live in holes in the ground and stuff like that? Any hermits? That no, well, I mean, you have some people that, that sort of you don't see very often, and then you'll, they'll be down at the market, and they look kind of, you know, like mountain men a little bit, but that's that's more an orcus. Orcus is a little bit more... Or people just uh, walking out of the bushes all of a sudden. Yes, you know? yeah, it, it's, it's, more, it's more like that, <laughs> it seems to me. I haven't been here that long, um, and those are interesting people. People like this lady who, um, I think she was on Orcus, she was 82 years old and broke her leg, crawled on her hands and knees down from her her place, down a couple switchbacks, got on a boat and drove her, like a little <laughs> skiff, and drove herself all the way over here and asked if somebody could take her to the hospital. I mean, that's... She paddled with her you know, with her good arm. <laughs> you know, these are crusty characters. You know, some yeah. some tough tough cookies. Interesting. That's like a, you have, Alaska. Yeah, you fishermen. You know, there's some there's some tough characters around here, but they're cool. You know, I, I, I haven't met anybody where I'm like, oh god, I don't want to be around that person. My friend Matthew's so. got a got a cannery up in Clawock, Alaska, ah, on uh, cool. Prince of Wales Island. But um, he was going to have me up there one year, and um, I don't know how much actually fish processing work he thought I was going to do. But my my plan yeah. my plan was more to you know help market the place and do photography. Hey Matthew, what's up? But um, in any case, yeah, it was there. There was like you know people pointing guns at each other, and everybody's. You know, many people, I don't want to say everybody because there's, you know, it looks like he's got a, a really good tight crew, but like some of the old school folks are like, you know, drunk 26 hours out of the day, basically. And uh, I mean, you know, there, there's, I'll there kill you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's there, like, it's, there's, there's some dark aspects, but it's not, I, I see, I know what you're talking about, like the Northern outreach you know, far reaches where it's a little town and you got Festus who, you know, will kill anybody that comes on his property. I, I haven't heard of much of that here. Uh, yeah. yeah. The older folks tend to, they seem like first wave hippies. 
you know, there, there's people that you'll run into at the market, and you're like, wow, they've done a lot of exploring. You know, they just have this kind of boo vibe to them, and they're they're cool. Yeah. They're not <laughs> they're not carrying guns, I don't think. You kind of walk through their vapor trail. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, dude, I gotta get going, man. I'm yeah, I do too. Actually, I've got some editing to do and uh, more content to put up. But uh, thanks for thanks for taking my call. Yeah, we'll come up with a zippy ending or something. Yeah, later this week. <laughs> All right, man. Or I'll get back. I'll get back to you on the Oprah and um, Oprah's dogs and Barry White. Yeah, aspect. We'll talk about that. Please do. I'll get back to you on the Ray Parker Jr. All right, man. All right, later. I think we actually got somewhere with that conversation. What about you? Next time on the General Concerns Podcast, my guest is Robin Wheeler, cooking teacher and author of the forthcoming book, Woody Guthrie in Love. You can subscribe to the General Concerns Podcast on iTunes and Google Play, or subscribe to my weekly mailing list at johnjgoddard.com. Nazdarovia i paka.